Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I'm talking today with Ernie Simpson from TerraCycle.com, T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-C-L-E.com. Ernie, how are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I've learned a bit about TerraCycle throughout the years, and I'm uh, really excited to talk to you. Uh, we're so excited fo- to talk to you as well. Yeah. So for folks that don't know anything about it, um, can you go over what uh, TerraCycle does? Okay, so TerraCycle is a company that uh, recycles uh, materials that are considered non-recyclable. So, as you know, the materials, uh, plastic materials, are put in one of seven categories, with number seven being the category that was considered non-recyclable. Well, uh, TerraCycle has made a uh, real profession of being able to recycle the number seven type plastics, and which is what we do uh, as uh, you know part of our day-to-day uh, uh, work. So, what are some examples of the different types? Let's start with number sevens. What are they, and what are, how are they used? Okay, the the number sevens are materials that are made of multi-layer constructed films. In other words, uh, juice pouches, candy wrappers, um, uh, you know, uh, tires, baby diapers, cigarette filters, uh, chewing gum. Those are all number seven uh, materials, and we specialize in recycling uh, these uh, materials. So all these sound like multi-layer composite-type plastics that aren't simple and are very difficult to recycle, right? Correct. Correct. And we uh, have come up with original processes for recycling all of these materials, and uh, we're able to uh, you know, do so in large volumes. Because one of the things that TerraCycle does, we use the facilities of a large number of different processors. So we do not own our own processing equipment. What we do is to develop the process in an R&D stage, and then we go to uh, you know large manufacturing facilities that can produce the material as we specify. Okay, so you're piggybacking off of um, larger companies and using um, their equipment. Okay, their equipment, yes. And we pay, uh, you know, per pound or per kilogram for uh, making, you know, granules of uh, the materials that uh, we we recycle. And of course, the granules are the materials that we sell to the open market that can be refabricated into making uh, new items. So how come um, other companies, how come these number seven plastics are considered non-recyclable? Do people do people just give up easily, or are they truly incredibly difficult to recycle? And and how come you guys are able to do it? 
Well, they're difficult to recycle, but, you know, when recycling um, industry started, there was not a lot of um, uh, people that were interested in doing number seven type plastics. But in the last 25 years, um, the industry has changed. There have been a lot of technology that, that has been developed to actually separate these, uh, you know, multi-layer constructed, uh, you know, laminates, and you can now separate them into, uh, you know, individual, um, you know, streams so that you can process these streams uh, fairly uh, well. Uh, the real development is in the separation of these streams so that you can get to the point where you can actually uh, make a, a new feed stream of the material. So why the interest over the last few years as compared to in the past? Because uh, are these materials worth it to recycle? You know, they, do they command more in the marketplace? Or are they causing environmental problems? Like what's the, the driving forces that have made this change? Driving forces that um, uh, a lot of uh, people are using more uh, multi-layer constructed laminates. And the environmental uh, effects of these materials going into landfill has been seen as not very good use of uh, this raw material because these are good raw materials that can be reused. And so the industry has looked at this and say, rather than you know putting these materials into landfill, and we are the company that kind of spearheaded uh, you know a lot of this work in the number seven plastic area. Uh, so, you know, rather than, you know, filling the landfill, uh, we decided uh, ourselves to really start looking at new technologies that can help to separate these materials and uh, to get them in uh, the form that you can actually process and then reuse these materials. And that this is what we have been doing for the last uh, nine to ten years. So what are like maybe the top one or two materials that you help recycle and where do they go once you recycle them? What are they used for in the next step? Okay, so one, one of the top materials that we have um, looked at and have recycled are aluminized uh, plastics, aluminized HDP and, and polypropylene. So aluminized high-density polyethylene and polypropylene uh, materials. Uh, these were considered because of the aluminum. Uh, you could not process these materials, but we found a way to process these uh, juice pouches, which is basically what we're looking at, uh, to recycle these juice pouches without having to separate layers. Because when you do separate layers, what you do, you have a very low yield because of the amount of work and uh, the efficiency of separating layers. So we simply do not separate layers, but we manage to shred and pelletize uh, these type of material into granules, and we do sell uh, these granules uh, into the plastic lumber market. This is plastic an area lumber. that okay. we, we, we supply uh, these materials. What um what is plastic lumber used in? Uh, plastic lumber used for making uh, you know uh, uh, plastic benches, plastic mm -hmm. tables, um, uh, you know even used for uh, 
as regular lumber for framing houses. Uh, these are, uh, you know, uh, a lot of um, playpen or, uh, you know, swings and things like that that, um, you know, kids uh, uh, can exercise on. So it's a, it's a use that is, um, you know, varied. And uh, a lot of this, um, you know, uh, multi-layer constructed film is being used in those areas. And uh, we were one of the people to actually point out the use of these materials uh, into this industry. And what's the volume of these kind of materials? Are they a big part of the waste stream? They're, they're a large part of the waste stream, yeah. We, we um, you know, it's a market of probably, uh, I would say, you know, 30 million pounds of material are available or more. Uh, we're just using a part of it, but, uh, you know, we continue to try to use, uh, you know, larger volumes every year, and uh, we're succeeding uh, in that area. What were the biggest reasons that um, other people didn't tackle these plastics and you guys were able to successfully? What are the stumbling blocks? And, and um, well, you, know, I, you don't have to reveal trade secrets, but like, what are uh, the, we, we, the big no, reasons you guys could do it? Reveal any trade secret, but I think it's uh, the willingness to try something new. Um, we look at um, this kind of a market, and you know, we're a company that. Uh, base our recycling on innovation and uh, try to come up with new new uses for uh, you know materials so i think it's the effort and the drive of our ceo uh, you know tom zaki who has really been instrumental in pushing the company to be as good as we possibly can uh, to recycle areas uh, that uh, he thinks, uh, you know, should be be um, looked at. And so by being innovative, we were able to, uh, you know, really recycle these streams. It's not that other people couldn't do it, but uh, I think we put quite a bit more effort into the areas of uh, number seven plastic uh, than possibly other recyclers. So what's the um, the near term and then the far term future of recycling? I mean, will there be a day where you can take, uh, for instance, a bag full of household trash and completely recycle everything, or are we way, way away from that? I mean, what's what's the state of the industry right now? How much, what percentage of the waste stream is recycled, and where are we headed? Okay, so for the last 25 years, about 25% of all the waste uh, in the in the world, for that matter, uh, has been recycled, and it's getting better and better because there are you know new technologies where you can separate uh, lots of materials in terms of looking at complex streams where you have multi uh, number of different uh, plastic of different categories. Now there are technologies like near-infrared uh, uh, optical sorting. Uh, you know, there are a lot of magnetic sorting or things like eddy current you know, sorting of materials. So you can now sort plastics as well as sorting metals from plastic. So the, the industry is improving every year. And the more technology advances, there's more capability that recycling uh, industry has of using more materials. So 
the the real future is that you'll see the amount of material being site, uh, recycled being driven you know uh, way above 25% uh, towards the 50% uh, area and if we are able to you know recycle 50% of all the materials uh, that are, uh, have been used or being used uh, we would be heading in a really really good direction what are some of the um the big monsters that you know you know, so right now, 75% not being recycled. What constitutes a big portion of that 75%? What's not being and why? Uh, because, uh, you know, the market is um, still looking at... One of the things that, you know, that uh, a lot of uh, times when you recycle, you're not able to use 100% of recycled material for uh, processing certain... Uh, application okay because there's standards and specifications that are required for making any commercial items so if you're not able to meet the specification of the material that's required for constructing uh, you know a item in current use or uh, a new development uh, then, you know, the recycled material cannot be used. But one of the things that TerraCycle does, we work uh, from specifications. So rather than simply recycling material and, uh, you know, putting it in a warehouse, we recycle material uh, on demand and we recycle to a certain specification. So if you wanted a recycled product from us, and you were making an item, uh, you know, currently, we would ask you for the specification of the material that you're currently using. And what we would do is to make a recycled uh, material to meet that specification for you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Instead of um, you saying, all right, it's recycled, but it can only be used for a park bench. Yes. It makes a lot more sense to find a specification and then recycle to that spec because then you know it'll be used it's exactly. already spoken for exactly and and that would uh, you know create uh, materials that people can use because you know every time a person specifies a new material for the application you know to change it uh you know on a you know short term basis becomes uh, difficult so whenever you uh, you sell a material you have to make sure that you have enough stock uh, so that the customer uh, will be able to be supplied for that application over a number, you know, a long, uh, you know, period of time. You don't want to make a material and then be out of that material uh, for your customer when they have specified it for, uh, you know, particular application. Um, doing that is uh, not a very good, um, you know, approach uh, for the recycling uh, industry you so again we talked about 25 percent of the stream what do you think is the upper limit in the next you know 10 15 years we'll get to and what do you think the upper limit will be period on on waste streams in general what i'm hoping for is a growth of about 10 percent per year for the next uh you know uh five years that's what we're hoping okay. for the more realistic um, approach would be probably 5% per year for the next five years. And if that happens, it, it's still, you know, that would be another 25% increase 
So that will get us mm. to that magic, you know, 50%. And once we get to that 50%, I think a lot of people will see that uh, recycling is a good idea and it's also, it also can be, be profitable if it's done correctly. And, right. um, you know, basically um, a lot of materials that are being thrown away right now uh, can be reused and uh, in a form that uh, you can continue to recycle these materials for, you know, indefinitely. Because every time you pull a new recycled stream, you don't get the same materials. So the properties, properties are not being eroded. They're actually uh, being, uh, you know, standardized with time rather than having eroded properties. What about um, newcomers on the scene, you know, smartphones, electronic devices? Um, that seems like it's going to become a bigger and bigger and bigger part of the waste stream, or maybe it's being recycled effectively right now. I don't know. What's your view on them? Well, they're doing a lot for recycling. Uh, with smartphones, you know, it's an electronic um, approach, and there are lots of uh, people who are looking at how do you recycle. The plastic portions of the phones are, uh, you know, fairly easy to recycle. The more difficult part is really the electronics. and. A lot of people are looking at uh, how to recycle uh, ele electronics effectively without having any kind of uh, environmental uh, uh, problems. Uh, as we know, a lot of the smartphones are used uh, or made, the, the circuit boards are made with uh, precious metals. So it, it will behoove a lot of people to you know, take a look at environmentally friendly approaches for uh, recycling electronic items in particular. You know, you talk about when you recycle, the, the products uh, need to meet certain specs. It seems like, I think this term maybe came from Tom Saki, I don't know, but I read a, um, a book about cradle-to-cradle -cradle manufacturing and downcycling instead of recycling, meaning right. that, you know, when something gets recycled, it doesn't have as much utility and it just continues to get worse and worse. Yes. Why well, is that, and is there a way to prevent that? Is there a way to truly recycle something so it's just as useful? Well, okay, so plastics um, uh, are based on based on chemical um, um, chemical uh, synthesis, right? So uh, you synthesize a a plastic from uh, you know uh, from a certain liquid, all right, which is a hydrocarbon. Uh, in most cases. So when the you synthesize the plastic, there's a property called molecular weight, which is basically when you add up the the number the weight of uh, the number of molecules involved in that particular plastic. Uh, that um, property of molecular weight basically controls a lot of the properties that you measure in a specification. So every time you recycle a material, it has a tendency that the molecular weight degrades as a function of how many times it, the material is heated. And so that's the reason why you have some kind of reduction in properties with time. Now, a good way to actually rebuild uh, these materials with time is somewhere in the cycle you can add a small amount of virgin material of the same type 
really try and build back the molecular weight. This is done quite a bit because some recycled material, uh, you know, we have a tendency to have reduction in properties, so you have to rebuild that particular property called molecular weight so that the resulting specified uh, properties that you do for, uh, say, mechanical testing, uh, those have to be maintained in your specification. So you try to build the molecular weight by putting a small amount of virgin material within the recycled material. As long as the recycled content uh, is maintained at a certain level, you can call the material recycled. Now, if you have additives or any kind of material added to the recycled product, like um, you know fillers, like carbon black or you know calcium carbonate or uh, impact modifiers, these are rubbers that are put in materials to make them tougher. If you have to add those materials to the recycled material, you always go with virgin content for those materials because uh, you're not um, sure if you use recycled carbon black, for instance, or recycled calcium carbonate, for instance, if the material is clean enough to be put back in your recycled material. So you have to start with a version content in, in those bases. So it's the same kind of thing that you do to build the molecular weight of a material that has been recycled a uh, few times too many. And uh, so to get, you know, properties that are uh, fairly, um, you know, constant, you have to do that constant rebuilding. Oh, okay, interesting. So I guess the nature of it is that the material, every time it gets recycled, gets yes. crappier and crappier or lower grade. Yeah, you get you get about a 5% reduction in uh, molecular weight. And so you have to build that back because your property would be best at 100% of that initial molecular weight. Oh, interesting. What are, um, you know, just a few more questions. What are some of the biggest challenges that the whole recycling industry faces or you guys face, you know? Well, you know, it's um, one of the things that we, 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 we face is... Um, is really trying to convince um, the end users that the recycling uh, industry can make materials that are very good, uh, very high in recycled content, and are made so that they can actually meet the specification of the customer. Um, you still have to con convince people because in the past, you know, they may have used recycled uh, products that were not did not work very well. So with new technologies and new approaches, uh, the recycling industry is far better than it was, uh, you know, five years ago. Uh, you know, even compared, uh, you know, five years ago versus even, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it, okay. Every year it gets better. Any other so, big challenges besides, um, you know, convincing people recycled materials are up to snuff? Well, also, you know, you have to get, um, you know, improve equipment to do uh, separations uh, at a high rate so that, um, you know, you, you can recycle material at, at a, you know, profitable level. 
So the the higher the rate of uh, production of recycled products, you you can sell more of the material, and you can um, if you you have great equipment, you can also make materials that are uh, you know much better than they used to be five years ago. So what um, what's the near term goals of uh, TerraCycle the next year, and then maybe the next three to five years? What are you guys looking to do? We're looking to, um, you know, continue to do, uh, you know, good work in the recycling space. We're looking to um, look at, uh, you know, difficult, additional difficult uh, streams. Uh, we've worked on uh, things like recycling dirty diapers, which is one of the process uh, TerraCycle developed. We're looking to see if that uh, can be commercialized. We're going to look to see if uh, people are interested in you know recycling diapers on a commercial basis because right. as you know uh, most of the landfill uh, landfills uh, you usually get uh, 6% of all the landfill is usually uh, uh reusable uh, or disposable diapers 6% of all landfill wow. is disposable diapers and it's a huge stream that we'd like to see recycled and uh, done commercially. So we're we're always trying to push to see uh, how we can get, you know, the process to be certified and the materials uh, to be looked at as a uh, you know viable recycled uh, you know uh, material. Uh, last question: In your opinion, are people in trouble? Are we really running out of materials? Um, how urgent is the need for recycling now and in the future for certain materials? Well, the the real key is that we're not running out of material. Uh, we we have plenty of material, but you know the you know since uh, oil you know is fairly cheap at this point. Um, whenever the price of oil goes up, usually. Uh, you know, the price of virgin material goes up along with it. Um, and the price of recycled material tend to uh, stay fairly flat, simply because we are using uh, material that has already been processed and using that as a feedstock. Whenever the price of oil goes down and virgin material goes down, the price of virgin material goes down, uh, the price of recycled material tend to go down uh, as uh, because pe more people tend to want to use the virgin rather than recycled uh, uh, material. So unless a person is extremely, you know, socially conscious and are uh, very interested in so uh, sustainability. And, uh, you know, they will tend to want to go to virgin material first. But one of the things that people ought to know, uh, whether the, the price of oil goes up or down, recycled material will, you know, the price on recycled material usually stays uh, relatively flat because we're not looking at, um, you know, new oil for our feedstock. We already have the, um, you know, the, the post-consumer and uh, post-industrial material that's available uh, as feedstock, and all we have to do is to put them together so that we can make viable products. What about um, 
working with companies, you know, diaper manufacturers, so they change their manufacturing process so their waste stream can be recycled before it's even made. Yeah, we do that. Uh, do that. Uh, you know, these are post-industrial type uh, material that you're talking about. Uh, we do work with, um, you know, manufacturers in that area. For instance, let's say a manufacturer of, um, you know, uh, juice pouches uh, wanted to change uh, their labels or something like that. And, uh, yeah. you know, they had a whole warehouse uh, filled with bags that were pre-made. We can take those materials and recycle them as well. Those are, you know, perfectly, you know, great material. Though, although they're uh, reprocessed, uh, those are material that were you never saw, you know, the consumer. And so it's clean, very, you know, uh, usable material. And we do, uh, you know, process those materials as well. Okay, that's great. Um, any last things that you want people to know? You know, you mentioned something people should know. Uh, anything else people should know about the recycling industry? They have misconceptions about it. They don't know. Well, one of the, the misconceptions I want to uh, people to uh, really, you know, take a look at is this idea that simply because the word recycle is uh, attached to a material, that does not mean it's inferior. Because if it's done properly and people understand material science, uh, it's like anything uh, where you spend a lot of time understanding the basis on which these materials were created and how you can enhance the properties that's, so they can be used in areas that uh, virgin materials are currently being used. And, you know, take a look at it. Uh, anybody who's looking at uh, a sustainable system, they ought to look at recycled material as one of their first choice, and they ought to select uh, a recycling company that has some kind of a uh, track record in producing, uh, you know, very uh, usable material for uh, the industry. Well, very good. So, you know, last question, how do people um, find out more about TerraCycle maybe get involved or start interacting with the company, um, you know, whether they're an individual or a corporation? What's the best way? The best way is to go to the website and, uh, you know, you can send uh, an email directly to the website. Or if you're interested, uh, you're a company and you're interested in, uh, you know, partnering with, with um, TerraCycle, pick up the phone and call Tom Zaki. Um, Tom would love okay. to hear from you know uh, companies in particular that would like to partner with uh, with uh, with TerraCycle. Uh, for the you know average consumer, go on the website, read about what we do, and uh, send us an email. And that email will be answered uh, you know uh, uh, in a timely fashion. Okay, well very good. Well, Ernie, thanks so much for taking the time. I personally love to learn about this stuff, and, and I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I appreciate you asking us to uh, be on, and uh, uh, thanks for uh, talking to me. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.